All right, another quick show, just you and me and me and you and Rose later. I'm in the baby room right now, or what's supposed to be the baby room, and instead of emptying out, I feel like there's more stuff in here than there was before. And Sarah's currently 19 weeks, and she felt the baby kick two days ago, which is very exciting. I don't know what it is about babies, but she was at the OB, that's um, obstetrician, for those of you with scrotums, and they put that Doppler thing on, it kind of hears the heartbeat, and for whatever reason, I always found Malcolm would hide from the Doppler, he hated it. And uh, you could actually hear the kick in the Doppler, and she's like, oh, is that what that is? It's a kick. Isn't that exciting? Aw, babies. Aw. <sighs> okay. Anyway, I want to talk to you really quickly about uh, my job, and it's really exciting. You know, some people save lives. Some people are, you know, important. Their jobs are important. And then there's me. I'm a mailman, as you may or may not know. And I walk really fast and eat cheeseburgers. So those are my skills. You're welcome. I'm also a mailman in Winnipeg, Manitoba that has really freezing cold winters. And so far this winter has been excellent, except for the last two weeks, which I'll take. I mean, fucking awesome. Love it. Love it. Um, I'm a relief person, though. So if somebody hurts themselves, I get to do their job. If somebody's on vacation, I do that job. I'm basically bouncing around, usually from week to week. And it's basically... You know, basically, basically, it's basically like a really shitty episode of The Amazing Race. Because if you've never done something before, you're kind of at the mercy of the person who owns the route that you're doing. Which, yeah, can suck, depending on who owns the route. Because some people are like, ah, fuck them, they'll have to figure it out. And other people leave extensive notes, which is nice. I really appreciate that. When I had my own route, I did that for others. Because I care, you know, I should. Showed them how I did it. I told them about people who don't want you on their lawn, people with mean dogs, you know, crucial, important things. So this one route I do, this guy has four notification cards for me to inform me of slippery stairs. Look, which is great. I love to know about slippery stairs. I'd really like to not break anything for another five years. That would be awesome. Except when I get, get out there, and I don't know what it is about people when they have a lot of money and they live in huge multi-million dollar houses that they put their mailboxes in stupid fucking places some of them are at the end of the driveway some of them are on the house some of them are a tree some of them are a basket like a wicker basket on their steps and some of them are a chicken except you don't know that it's a mailbox because it's a chicken do you know what i mean so when you're walking along it's like okay it's already long it's already late it's starting to get dark and now I have to, like, play Where's the Mailbox? You know what would be useful? Instead of, like, four notification cards about slippery stairs that are not, in fact, slippery at all, would be, hey, put the mail in the chicken. That would be great. Because had that guy not been home, I'd still be walking around that fucking house looking for a mailbox. Like, what the fuck? A chicken is not a mailbox. It's not. It's a chicken. Am I right? Yeah. So that kind of shit bugs me because it's like, it's like the amazing race, except at the end of the day, you get much, much, much less money and you still have to figure shit out. And it's physically exhausting, except for the turkeys I saw. I really enjoyed those turkeys. They were funny. And uh, there were deer. But during the day, <laughs> that day, there was this, I go into this doctor's office and of course, you know, they get three parcels. So I bring them up there, takes me two trips. And on the last trip, this girl comes up to me. She's like, okay, great. I'll, I'll take that last one. And I said, I said, okay. 
And she's kind of like trying to size up the box as for, you know, how wide a stance she should take to pick it up or whatever. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. It's light and awkward. And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, like you. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? Light and awkward like you. I mean, it's great that she's skinny and everything. And she laughed. But I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. Because I have no filter. I mean, I have to understand that I can't. <laughs> I can't just say dumb shit like that. It's not okay. It's not okay to do that. And then on this other route I was on, this is all going to be mailman talk until we hear from Rose, okay? Because I got nothing. I got nothing except for the baby kicking and that's about it. And uh, I was on this other route and yet again, very few notes about anything at all, which is really problematic because one of the businesses I had to find was across like a transit way and there was like a gate. Like, you know, when you leave a parking garage and there's a gate, an arm that um, rises and lowers, I guess. And I, I could not figure out where this fucking business was. I had to get my boss to phone this guy at home to find out, like, how do I fucking get in there? And it turns out, yes, I have to cross, cross a transit way that's reserved exclusively for buses and then go, approach this arm and then the arm goes up and then I got to drive in and then I have to find the office, which isn't clearly labeled. It's like, what the fuck? Write a card for that. Why wouldn't you? How the fuck is anyone ever supposed to find that? I don't, I don't understand. Like, you're supposed to cross a road that says, do not enter, enter, transit vehicles only. Yeah, sure. Of course I would find it there. Why wouldn't I? Anyway, on that same route, there's a huge, huge building that has uh, a bunch of businesses and stuff in it. And it says that the mail all goes to the office. The one good note I had. Excellent. Good to know. So I bring the mail to the office and I bring in, like, one of the three retardedly heavy parcels that I have. So I go in there and the, the, the girl at the office is like, I don't take the parcels actually. And I was like, okay. I'm like, okay. And I like to call this type of secretary little miss minimal effort because, you know, she doesn't like to use a lot of words or inform me of things that are helpful. Because why would she? She's obviously quite busy destroying people's lives. And I'm pretty fat at this point. I feel like I'm at, the, at my fattest since I went back to work. That was like 16 pounds ago. And this box is heavy. And she's like, I said, so where is this? Oh, on the third floor. Great. She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So like up the stairs then? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. for Okay. So I head out the doorway and uh, I see a guy who's checking the sprinklers or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Where are you taking that? And I'm like, the third floor. He's like, yeah, the stairs are right there. So I huff and I puff and I puff and I huff and I huff and I puff and I puff. And I go up all three stairs and I'm lost. There's one doorway and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going in here then. Cause like, where the fuck else am I supposed to go? So I go in there and now I'm in a factory. I'm in a fucking sewing factory. And I, I, what am I doing in here? Why am I here? I'm in someone's business with no authority to be there. And I just kind of like tiptoe around, like, I, I don't know, I'm not going to steal anything. I, I just, I have this box to deliver. It's very hot. And I, I just, I need somebody help me. Like, help me. Cause what's, what would have taken 30 seconds is now quite obviously gonna take six or seven minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in mailman time, it's a lot. It's a lot when the sun's gonna set. You know, I hate working in the dark and it stresses me out. So I go up there and this, this very nice woman says, oh, what are you looking for? I told her the business name. She's like, why didn't you take the elevator? I said, come again. She's like, yeah, there's an elevator. If you just drive around the building, there's like a shipping receiving and you just go inside and go up the elevator. Oh, okay. 
Little Miss Minimal Effort somehow fails to mention to the obviously obese woman with the very heavy box that there's a fucking elevator. There's a fucking elevator. And I told the girl I had two other parcels to bring upstairs and she's like, oh yeah, the stairs are over there. Like, why wouldn't you tell the fat girl? Like, if I have a heart attack in their fucking business office, who's responsible for me? Someone is. And I will be, when I come to, if I come to after the cardiac arrest, I'm going to say, listen, she failed to tell me that there's a fucking elevator and now I'm, now I'm dead. I'm haunting this, I'm haunting this business now. Even whether I get up or not, I, every day I'm fucking coming here. One way or another, I'm going to be wearing a sheet and shaking some chains. Ebenezer style, you fucking bitches. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So I'm like, oh, wow, great. Thank you so much for letting me know. I really appreciate that. So I find the fucking cunt business, which of course is closed. And I have to leave the box outside the door. He had a note saying, his, giving his phone number. I had to stop and fucking call the guy. And let him know that his fucking stupid parcels were there, even though he wasn't. And he said, yeah, I'll leave him at the front door, no problem, that's great. Great! That's great! So I go back down to the truck, I take the other two heavy parcels, bring them with me, go inside the shipping receiving door, and who do I see? Right beside the fucking elevator. The same guy that was checking the fucking sprinkler that told me to, to, to take the stairs. Yet again, someone else who knew that there was a fucking elevator and watched me struggle with that parcel and suggested I take the stairs. Why? Why? He knew there was an elevator. Wh okay, that's okay. And, and then the other, there's one more thing. There's one more thing, okay? I'm sorry, I know it's a bitch fest, but I'm hoping you're finding some kind of humor in my sweaty, sweaty misery. It snowed in December, which is great because all of November was wonderful. December was very mild. It's been a beautiful winter here. I'm not complaining about that. But the second, like, we got two big dumpings. One dumping, I very conveniently was at home with a sick kid and then I got sick myself. So I missed that, most of that snowfall. So the next big snowfall, like, I don't remember, 10 or 15 centimeters. That's like six inches, maybe seven inches. I don't know. And uh, it's, it's hard to walk through. It's, it's hard. It's like a lot of trudging. It's kind of like walking in wet, loose sand. If you live in a place that doesn't get winter, it's very difficult to walk through. And it's very difficult to walk 21 kilometers in, which is on average, my, my route that I'm on right now is between 19 and 21 kilometers. You know, give or take, depending on the day and whatever. And I, I'm working currently at a job that the reason the route is empty is because this guy has herniated a disc in his back which should have tipped me off that maybe this route's not for me. But it looks so good on paper and I know the area and it's a very nice area. And uh, I took it and that was a mistake because on average I walk between 95 and 102 kilometers a week, which is great for weight loss, which is bad for every other fucking aspect of my life. But that's okay, that's cool. So now it's snowed a whole bunch. And of course it's very close to Christmas, so there are parcels, man, there are parcels. There's just like three times more of every fucking thing every day than there usually is. So it's just, it's a difficult time to be a mailman and I'm not going to cry about it because all summer is wonderful except for all the heat and all the other stupid shit. But anyway, so I'm walking around and I decide to do my parcels first. And the amount of people that were home at around 10 o'clock in the morning 
that had not shoveled. Like I would, wa I walked up this guy's uh, very snowy walkway because we're, t you know, I mean, six, seven inches. It's not a little bit of snow. It's a decent amount of snow. And I trudged up there and he's watching me through the door. And then he comes out, grabs the parcel and says, okay, thanks. And I thought, okay, so you're home. You're physically able to shovel, but you've just chosen not to because you're an asshole, right? There's nothing wrong with you. You're just an asshole. You knew I was coming, but you just didn't care? Okay. That same guy didn't shovel for three days. Asshole. Sorry. Asshole. Okay. And then because I'm in an affluent area where every fucking doctor apparently in Winnipeg lives and their Stepford wives also live there, when I'm trudging through the snow, they're like, oh, good exercise today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The first 10 kilometers are fun, but the last 11, whoo, those are the best. You know what else is really good exercise? Shoveling. Why don't you try shoveling? Just pick up a shovel. Shoveling. Just, just shovel, man. Just shovel. Okay. I think, thanks for letting me. Oh God, I've got to get going. Shit. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to play, play Rose. I should have, I'm supposed to be showering right now. I'm supposed to be getting ready. My kid's at music class and I, I'm not ready. Okay. Here's Rose. Hang on. Wait, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I should mention that Rose is sick and she's not crying. Okay. So hold on. Hey everybody, it's me, Rose, uh, with a segment sooner than I thought, and I'm going to call this segment Love Will Tear Us Apart, which is conveniently enough a song by Joy Division, if you want to look it up. Keep in mind that the Ian Curtis, the singer, was married at the time, and he hung himself in his own kitchen. So there you go. Hey, good times. This is going to be a fun segment. So, um, so Friday evening, I heard all this commotion in the parking lot right outside of uh, my bedroom windows and like some kind of argument or whatever. Keep in mind, it's been, we've had more rain in the past week than we normally would get in an entire month of December. Like it's been crazy, like floods, uh, mudslides, uh, including like in one of the parks that I just walked around in like last month. Um, so it's like like hell shit rainstorm out there. So I look outside, and there's a meth couple arguing, like I said. Um, she's wearing nothing but jeans and a T-shirt and shoes, and she's, you know, like beyond drenched rat looking. She's really tiny, too. Like she's like maybe barely over five feet, and I'm only 5'4". Like she's, she's smaller than me and not as fat as me. Um, although I've lost 25 pounds. Fuck you. I digress. Um, so she has a bike and he's like her homeless meth man. He like had layers and layers on to kind of keep him dry, except, except for, you know, his head was exposed, so to speak. Um, so they're like, you know, like he's trying to grab the bike away from her and she's fucking holding on tight. Like she's not giving up. And I'm watching the whole time, not like, I'm not going to go out in the parking lot and get in between this. And I know I knew my upstairs neighbors were also seeing what was going on. Um, and they're men, so 
they can do this better than I can. But I was paying attention enough to see if I had to call the cops, if he was going to hit her or anything like that. So I'm not awful completely. So anyway, except I've got to distract my cat. Damn it. So, um, so that was, so they, they argued and argued and argued and, you know, he was cussing her out and she was cussing him back like, fuck you. No, fuck you. This is my bike. No, fuck you. I'm taking it anyway. No, fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. And, um, finally she, I, I guess she, she won. He, he gave up and said, you know, fuck you. I don't like you anyway, bitch. You're ugly. And I'm like, yep. Yep, even even a homeless meth head, when he's rejected, one of the f- one of the first things he's going to do is, no, I fired you first, and you're ugly. And it's just, oh my god, it's so typical. Like seriously, do like I've never known a woman who's broken up with a man, or who no, I've never known a woman who's been dumped by a man, and that woman's retaliated by saying you're ugly and your dick is tiny. Like, that's just, it's just not a thing that ladies do. Unless, on uh, Sandra, you can maybe correct me. Maybe you guys, like, insult each other some other way. Maybe you do go for the you're ugly. Um, anyway, so that was that, was that little um, romantic episode Friday night. <sighs> Let's get to the next part. So... It's been a long time coming, uh, me ending my marriage. Um, I'm leaving out so many details because most of them are really bad. Um, and I'm kind of tired of them. Um, I'm just tired. Of, I, I just don't need to go over it more than, than I'm going through it. So, But the weird thing is he's on the East Coast, blah, blah, blah. I left him, moved out here, blah, blah, blah. It's been a financial struggle and really difficult the entire time, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I knew that this is what's best for me, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of waiting to get a bit more stabilized before finally, in the back of his head, he's always known, but he's been holding out hope against hope. And I finally was like, no, there, there is no hope. Um, which came about when, uh, as he often does, he would like message me if he knew that I was having money problems and he would, you know, he's living very well, might I add. He's still living in the same house and has both of our cats I had to give up and all of my furniture and all of my, like, oh my God. Okay. I said I wasn't going to go into it. So, so he, you know, was messaging, you know, he's going to like send me like a hundred bucks to cover you know, my phone and internet for a month or something. And he brought up again that I wouldn't have these struggles if he moved out here to Portland with me because then I could live rent-free. As if the fact that I left almost everything behind with him and took every ounce of money that I had to move the fuck back cross country where is my home and that I'm living in such, such hard times the past couple of years, just fucking, fucking scary poverty here. Poorer than I've been in over 20 years. Like it's, which is way shitty when you're over 50. I just got to tell you, especially if, if you're a lady, um, but that's still preferable to me than 
than taking him up on his offer. So I finally had to spell it out loud and clear, um, politely. But yes, on social media, not publicly, I'm not an asshole, but this whole conversation had started on, you know, chat messenger or whatever. Um, I haven't spoken to him in weeks. I haven't made any efforts for contact, so I had no interest in, you know, in using any other uh, communicative format than the Facebook Messenger. So that was all done. And then I was like, okay, I need to do the whole like unfriend thing just because not so I can shit on him privately on my page because, again, I'm a grown-ass woman, but just because I don't need him seeing my life, um, which I think is a reasonable thing to expect, um, especially while we're going to be dealing with each other legally eventually sooner than later. Um, and so I didn't know this until after I'd unfriended him, but the Facebook thing hadn't cycled through. God, see, this is, the reason why I'm doing this is because this is what romance is like, even if you're over 50 years old. Like, it's just, ugh, internet, you're special. Um, so, so anyway, I hadn't even gotten a chance to tell my friends here in Portland what was, what, you know, what I had done, so to speak, or I've done. Um, and one of them messages me asking if I'm okay, because apparently there was something on my ex's Facebook wall um, that was just awful and and passive aggressive and airing private dirty laundry that I've been really hurt and angry and pissed off and at the end of my rope and would not do that kind of thing. But I'm just me. Um, but basically, he was he was kind of put, putting out an all points bulletin of like like oh my god there must be something wrong with my wife because she she's doing this. It's like no, it's actually like mentally healthy. Jesus Christ, I'm going on forever. This is not funny. <sighs> I should have brought the meth heads in here. I wish I had like meth head dwarves. Anyway, to wrap this up, how am I going to wrap this up? I don't know. Oh yeah, so so yeah, a friend of mine told me about that little post on his wall. Um, and now that I've unfriended him, of course, I'm not going to see anything else that he might post that's fucked up and not cool. Um, but the good news is, uh, unless he puts um, friends of mine that he's, he's, he's befriended friends of mine on Facebook is the easiest way to put it. That, that's why I knew about this post of his. Um, as long as they have access to his Facebook page, they can send me screenshots. And uh, again... Romance in the internet age. Um, nothing is more helpful legally than having stuff in black and white versus a phone conversation. So um, 2016 is going to be a party. Um, it's going to rain for the next six months. I don't know how to ride a bicycle. I'm not interested in meth. So uh, I think things are going well. Um, but anyway, that's that's kind of it. That's that's kind of it. Um, it's good. It feels awesome. All the all the awful crying and pain and everything. I've been doing that since two thousand eight, and you know we didn't get married much sooner before then. It's just as Sanchez knows. I was trapped on South Carolina. So anyway, um, I feel I feel lighter. I still have a lot of shit to deal with. It's going to be fucking pain in the ass. Um, 
but it feels really good to get that monkey off my back and know that I will never have to see him again. And um, no, I'm not going to sing a certain Taylor Swift song. So no, fuck you. Okay, bye. Love is a many splendored thing, isn't it, folks? Isn't it? Okay, here, I've worked down some things here I'd like to talk about. Ugly. Women getting called ugly. I call myself ugly because, number one, it's true, and number one, it's true. Number two, shit, fuck that up. Anyway, I'm not going back and fixing that. So, number one, it's true. Number two, who fucking cares? It's like any other word. Like, I don't know, I guess, should I be offended if I'm fat? Like, it's okay to say you're fat if you're fat. It's okay to say you're ugly if you're ugly. And you know what? The more you say it, the less you give a shit if somebody else says it. But I don't know why the need for that man, even though he was homeless, he had to take a shot at that woman's appearance because she wouldn't let him steal her bike. It's like, oh, well, you're ugly. Yes, and you, sir, are perfect. You quite obviously have enough money to buy meth, and that's about it. Okay, so go back to getting your your dick sucked by a stranger for $5 in a subway bathroom. Okay? Because that's your job. That's where you work. You know, everybody has different skills. So maybe you should think about that before you judge someone else's appearance. Because he's listening. I know he is right now. The stolen iPod that he stole from an ugly fat woman. Okay. The thing that sucks about this age of technology is the breakup. Because now you're attached on, like, I don't know how many different medias and Facebook in a relationship, out of a relationship, everybody gets notified like, oh, fuck, you have to block the guy. And I'm glad you did. But like, if you ever go through a breakup, you have to block them. Otherwise, you're going to make yourself crazy. Creeping on them. Are they dating someone new? Is she better looking than me? Inevitably, yes, she will be. And uh, it makes you feel like shit. So good move. Uh, Rain. You know, I can bitch forever and ever and ever and ever and ever about the Winnipeg weather. But you know what? Yeah, so what? It's minus 37, which is pretty close to Fahrenheit, I think. I think it is the same when it gets that cold. It's cold. But you know what? Sun's out. Sun's out, guns out. Am I right? So it's nice here. We get a shit ton of sun. Yeah, winter sucks. But so what? At least you see the sun. Like, I don't mind my job so much when it's sunny. And yeah, it's crisp. You know, I mean, your nose is more than likely to turn black and fall off if you're not careful, but that's a risk you've got to take. So I'm thankful for the sun. Because honestly, if I lived in a rainy place, like poor Rose does, it would bum me the fuck out, I feel. Although it's warm, it's cloudy. So, okay, that, that, that really wasn't important. And anyone who's sending in segments, it doesn't have to be funny all the time. As long as it's heartfelt... And you're getting something off your chest and perhaps you feel cleansed even in a tiny way. Send something in. Go for it. Who cares? Just want to share stories. That's all. Life experiences are fascinating. Fart jokes are excellent. Put the two together. Boom. You're good, right? <sighs> all right. So now I'm going to do some housekeeping here. So if you want to friend me, you can friend me. Sandra D. Sanchez on Facebook. I'm not weird about it. Friend me. But write a note. I just got friended by a very nice lady in Minnesota who uh, wrote, wrote me a note. So I know that she's not a spam bot or crazy. Well, she's not one of the two. Anyway, I can't confirm the rest. Um, what else was I going to tell you? All right, Stitcher. You can like us on Stitcher. I'm on Stitcher. You can leave an iTunes review. I'd really like that. It makes me feel good. It motivates me to do another show or two. That's really, really why I do it. So I really appreciate that. And uh, Generation Y, the Generation Y podcast, I am enjoying 
so very much. It's all about true crime shit. They did a thing on Princess Diana, if it was a conspiracy or the driver was just drunk. They have a show on Robert Durst, Robert Picton. Um, oh, shit. They just did uh, a, a thing on Jack the Ripper. Like, just tons of crew true crime stuff, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm listening to the whole back catalog, and I don't usually like stuff except for Ronna and Beverly and the Lesbian Lounge and the 40-Year-Old Boy and Keith and the Girl and now Generation Y. And Serial, you know what? Season 2 of Serial, I know I'm going to be like kind of a cunt here and it's probably not fair. Season 1 of Serial, I enjoyed thoroughly. I really found myself attached to the people involved and I couldn't wait for the next episode. I was so excited. But this Season 2 of Serial, if you don't know, it's about a guy named Bo Berg something. Shit, I can't remember and I'm not going to look it up. Anyway, this guy runs away from his post- in, uh, shit, Afghanistan? This is a terrible story. Fuck, I don't have time to look it up right now because I can put the show up. But he runs away from his post somewhere in the Middle East. I can't fucking for the life of me remember. I feel like it's Afghanistan. He's in a shitty post. He feels like his leadership isn't very good and it's going to cost people their lives. And he's a private. That's it. He's a private. And he feels that he should be listened to. So what he does is abandons his post. So they have to go look for him. And he feels like he could potentially gather intel while he's out, you know, breaking the law and running away from his post. And uh, with that intel, he would be able to solve the fact that he had left, like make that amends and then get a chance to talk to his superiors about the really shitty leadership that they had. So I feel like everything that happened to him after that was because of his own stupid decision-making process and his delusions of grandeur. So I don't really care about, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel terrible that he was captured by the Taliban. I feel terrible about his living conditions. I feel terrible about everything. But in my brain, I'm like, you don't join the military to be a maverick, to go out on your own. He makes comparisons of himself and Jason Bourne, like a fictional fucking character. You're not Jason Bourne, idiot. You're a private in the military. You, you don't, you're not gonna, like, you just can't. So although I feel terrible that those terrible, awful, tortured things happen to him, it's your own fucking fault. Plus, how many people risk their lives to try and find this fucking idiot? And I think the reason Serial chose it is because starting pretty soon, I think maybe the next episode, they're going to be recording it in real time because his trial is starting very soon. So maybe that's why they chose it. I am going to listen to it all the way through. A lot of people say it's kind of like the sophomore jinx where they had a an extremely successful initial first year first run showing in the second it just you can't when i listen to the slate serial special which kind of is like a like a summary they analyze the actual serial show they said that one of the things they feel at season two is lacking is a beautiful dead girl which is true i think they hit the nail on the head there because we all we all want to find out what happened to the beautiful dead girl this season doesn't have it. All it has is a fucking idiot. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's probably an unpopular opinion. I don't care. I'm still going to listen to it. I still, still think Sarah Keening is uh, very enjoyable to listen to. I still think it's a well put together show. I just, uh, just don't like the, I don't like Bo. I don't like him and I don't know that I'll ever like him. Okay. All right. Nobody asked me. Okay. The Tangent Lounge podcast has started its own feed. So give them a review on iTunes. Don't be a dick. I know my dedicated listeners, the ones who have already left me a review, will go ahead and leave the Tangent Lounge a review on their very own iTunes uh, platform. So go fucking do that. I'm going to be checking. You know who you are. You owe them a review. Don't be a dick. 
and uh, the Baby Mamas podcast. You can find them as well. It's a very, very good show. Very funny, very good. A couple of lesbos. You'll love it. If I like it, you'll like it. Now, I somehow have to get ready in approximately three minutes because I've squandered away all my time recording this show. No, no need to thank me just because I sacrifice my everyday life for you. Virtually thankless. Oh, not thankless. I got a very nice donation last week and you know who you are. And if you want me to say your name, I would gladly say your name. But if it wigs you out, I won't. So just send me an email if you want me to say your name because I'm very thankful. Every little bit helps especially with this baby coming. Oh, I'm gonna have to work so much overtime. I don't fucking... Eh. All right. Anyway, so find me. You need me, you find me. Change of address, 69 at gmail.com if you want to send something in. And I have segments from Rainbow and Lisa and one from Brit that will come out on the next show. When's that next show coming out? No fucking idea. Whenever I get around to it. Okay? Just like your iTunes reviews. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye.